You are listening to Here Now Podcast, where we dive deep into faith, hearing loss, and lifestyle, and talk about all the things that you need to be equipped in this journey we call life. I'm your host, Sophia Labano, and this show is here for you to find encouragement in the everyday life that God created for you. Make sure to subscribe to never miss an episode. Thanks for your support. Now let's get into the show. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Here Now Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I'm so excited to welcome Michaelin onto the show. Uh, did I pronounce your name right? I just want to make sure. It's Michaelin. It's Michaelin. Oh my Everyone, gosh. It's okay. No one knows. I barely know. So whatever <laughs> you want to call me, I'm here. That's why people just go straight for Mick because it's just short, concise. <laughs> We're here with Mick, you know, but no, that's totally fine. Well, Mick is here on the yes. show and I'm so excited because we've been uh, chatting on social media for like a year now. A year, and- literal year, yeah. And we're so excited to finally be able to sit down and record an episode. She's also a fellow podcaster, so you guys will hear all about that. But without further ado, make sure you guys subscribe, leave a rating and review on the show, and check out all the show notes down below. But hi, thank you so much for being on the show. Why don't you tell everybody where you're from, what you do, what you want people to know about you? Yes. First of all, thank you so much. I'm so honored. Anytime like somebody asks me to come on, cause I know how big of a deal it is like yes. to entrust your audience into somebody you have to really like care, you know, trust what they say. <laughs> so <laughs> It's not something to be taken lightly for people to come in and pour into people that you care about so much. So I am honored and so excited. I love talking, especially with you. We've been DMing, which yes. has been so much fun, but I think I'm even more excited to talk IRL. So this is I awesome. know, so awesome. But so like she said, my name is Michaelin um, <laughs> or however you want to pronounce it. Michaela Modulin. I am 25 years old. I am a communication specialist, which is probably the biggest, like, well, most importantly, I'm a follower of Jesus, but I'm a communication specialist, which is what I spend a lot of my time doing. Just got back from a full-blown day of work and feeling great. (laughs) No, but I honestly love it. I love communications. I love building, you know, additional avenues for people to get to know each other and socialize. And I just have such a heart for community and working in communications is a way that I can serve God. And so that's a whole nother thing, you know, talking about purpose and, and, you know, your function and the ways you can work God into what you do. But I am a communication specialist. I am a worship leader, a youth leader, sometimes speaker, panelist. Occasionally with the coronavirus, a lot of those things have been canceled or, you know, reevaluated. So some of that stuff has, you know, ended up how that has ended up. But I always am just loving like finding new ways to communicate with people. But I also do a podcast. I always forget that. And it's like something that I'm so <laughs> passionate about. I'm like, oh, what else do I do? Podcaster, YouTube. You can check me out on YouTube. I haven't posted in a little while, but somehow I'm still gaining subscribers. So you know what? Power to you. Go check out some <laughs> videos. I would love to upload more. And I also am a writer. So I also have a blog. I'm in a lot of, I kind of have my hand in a lot of different areas, but so it's always hard to to introduce yourself. You're like, I just do. I just live. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, that is so true. I think I was talking with one of my clients today, and they're like, "Tell me about you." I was like, "Where do I start?" Like, I yeah. I do I do a little bit too many things at this point, yes. but but just like having that heart for so many different things and being multi passionate. Yes. One I of my favorite like- things. I feel like so many people are in our generation are like that these days. Yes. Whereas like prior to, you know, previous generations, like it was like, you just did this or you just did this. And, and so many people have the problem where they want to do all of these different things. And it's like, why can't we? 
you know, yeah. why can't we be all of these different things and, and have all of these different hobbies and, and it's so accepted to where people can have like one foot over here and one hand over here and, you know, just be immersed in different, in different, you know, groups and things like that. And so it's really, it's really fun. I love being multifaceted and, you know, and it's fun too. Like whenever you're running your own podcast, being like secretary <laughs> and, and like tech, you know, person, like the IT yeah. person and the interviewer and the editor, like, oh you know, my you gosh, the marketer, it's like, you have to have all of these different functions in order to, you know, carry it out. So it's a lot of fun. No, absolutely. I think my, my many hats are about a Blinken hat tall each time. <laughs> There's oh just, yeah, girl. That's awesome. <laughs> there's That's just so, so many things, but in everything, like, isn't it all about just you know finding finding that passion to glorify God in everything that you yeah. do, which is what we will talk about for sure. But I want to hear more about your podcast. How did TEP start, and what is the name, and how did you come up with that? I love that you call it TEP because we are pushing that because the empowerment project is quite long. You know what I mean? Yes. So I love that. I love that the name TEP has caught on because we have been pushing, pushing for that. So it is the empowerment project and it started from a def, a couple of different things. So I would say first and foremost, it started from my, well, I really was just searching for community. I had just left college and I was just like desiring a community again. And so I was like, you know, just, I feel like I'm always in constant dialogue with the Lord of just like ways that I can, you know, service him and that I can share my love for Jesus and that I can exercise my, you know, muscle to put together sermons or messages or lessons. And just, I just had a desire to grow in storytelling, I would say. And a lot of opportunities open up. I don't know why, but opportunities open up for me to like speak in public. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just not my jam. And so one of the things that I thought is like, you know, you can, you know, practice that muscle while on a podcast, you know, it's a lot more comfortable just to sit here and talk to either one person or no person and you can put stuff together and it's just a lot less pressure. And so like, I've gotten a lot better at like speaking and, and talking through my thoughts and, you know, formulating things and just stuff that I've learned and that I've picked up and that I feel like I've gotten stronger in, but, and I would say that's a bonus more so that and like learning consistency and self-discipline were all things that I wanted to grow in. But the reason honestly, was I wanted to be somebody that I needed when I was younger. Like I wanted it to be a podcast that I would listen to that like my previous, your like, you know, younger self would listen to and learn from and relate to. And so something, a common theme in my podcast is being related to. I'm just like, you know, it's not... I mean, I can, I can encourage people forward and I can share wisdom with them, but ultimately we need community and we need like women who can relate to other women's struggles. Like we aren't going to grow by not talking about our struggles. And so being able to talk about those things in a way that honors God, which is something that was so heavy on my heart. And the more that I pursued the Lord on it, he was like, how many more times can I tell you to do it? And what were you just do it? And I was like, okay, like, geez. (laughs) So I started putting together like some plans and things like that. And it's funny to even talk about now because it feels so like far, like long ago. It wasn't, I guess it was just like two or going on three years ago, maybe. And 
I, I just remember just, you know, pursuing, just seeking the Lord out and asking him how he wanted me to go about it. So obviously something that we had to discuss was the, the name. And so I was really on, and I, there's things with the empowerment project still that I, I'm like, that's just so long and it's blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of that you can always like self criticize, you know, but I remember I was in the car with my best friends and we were going on a girl's day shopping and we were just like spitting out names. And I was like the empowerment project. And we were all like, Yes, because like women need empowered and it is a project and it is, you know, some, what I love about a project is that it's not finito. It's not done. It's not, you know, it's, it's consistent. It's going on. And, and as we like move through life, there's always going to be things that we build on and that we grow in and, you know, no one's ever going to like peak it and be like, all right, that's all folks. Like I have reached peak, you know, knowledge or wisdom or experience or whatever. There's always things that we can grow in. And so that really just contributed to it. And I would say that's how we landed on it. And then just the more that I move forward in it, God was just gracious. And it's been nothing but a blessing to me. Honestly, it has taught me how to pursue God when I don't feel like it. It's taught me how to dig into the word when I don't feel like it. It's taught me to just like roll up my sleeves and be like, okay, God, like I need to be before you. I, I can't even, I can't even put into words how much I've grown in it. And so while the empowerment project has helped other women grow, it's also helped me grow in such a unique way. And so that's something that's so cool that we all get to experience together, you know, that the person who's sharing isn't, you know, this above all, you know, whatever. I'm always like, listen, guys, I'm struggling with this too. Like, let's figure it out. I just want to be a sister and I just want to be a friend. And I just want to just relate to people and just be like, let's just go through life together. Like there's no, you don't have to reach the speaker's level or anything like that. Like, let's just all be on the same playing field and let's just seek God together. Like just like friends, like sitting at a coffee shop would or at a slumber party would, and just like, let's just be that. And so that's really what it is, where it is, and I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> I love that so much. And I like I want to highlight every single point you said, but that would take a long time. <laughs> but first of all, I want to say like after doing this for a year myself, like I realized how much growth has come out of it for myself right. as well. And a year ago, you know, I was going through a hard time. I was in, you know, a time off from school. I was not really sure where my direction was supposed to go. And I was kind of like, God, like, I just need you to give that grace to me to kind of figure mm-hmm. out my path. And so the more I started podcasting, it just felt like each week I was putting out an episode, but it was something that I needed to hear. Courage Word. and confidence, you know what I mean? Like yeah. self-esteem and just all of these things. And like, in hindsight, I'm like, oh, wow, like that was such a life lesson for me to kind of dig mm-hmm. deep and really figure out those things that I was struggling with. And so I think that growth is such a cool thing that God is so capable of that within mm-hmm. each of us. And yeah. like how it's it's something that you don't see in the moment, but it's something you often yeah. see in hindsight. And yeah. I forget the quote, but it's like day by day things change. But when you look nothing changes but when you look back everything's different I, I forget mm, who said that but I was like wow like that is so so true and so empowering yeah <laughs> um it's just like wow like that is just how capable God is of everything that he does and right. I like I said obsessed <laughs> like you said <laughs> obsessed with it but like podcasting so cool because a year ago I wouldn't even have thought that I would have been doing this like mm. Self-esteem wise, I was a very introverted person, like no voice whatsoever. And if you go back and listen to my first episode, I was like, hi, like, welcome to the show. Like, what's up? And now I'm just like coming at it with this full energy, which has been so cool and just so fulfilling. And I'm so grateful and so blessed to have been, you know, 
given this journey and I can't wait to see where it goes so far. So let's talk a little bit about faith. How long have you been a Christian or have you been a Christian your whole life? So, yeah, that is always a tricky question because I'm like, I would consider myself a Christian prior to, I guess, meeting Jesus. And when it gets, you know, theological and things like that, I don't really know. It's not mine to debate. I would consider myself, but not definitely not born again and definitely not like living life in a, you know, a life-giving way, like connected to the father. And it was two like completely different lives. So I would say I really like... I really became, I I met Jesus when I was 16. So it was in 2011. um, And that was when I really started following him. And I really grasped the concept of what it looked like to be a Christian or a Jesus follower. So I was, I had just ended my sophomore year and I was going into my junior year. And I started hanging out with this freshman that came in and she was just, there was something so different about her and, and she befriended me. And I remember these people had been trying to like get me to come to church and everything. And I, I don't know if you want me to go into my testimony or anything like that, but I just, people had been asking me to come to church and I was like, no, that's like super lame. Like I'm like 16, like I'm not about to go to some youth group. Like that's embarrassing. And I was just this real, like super cocky, conceited 16 year old girl. Like, I mean the worst one, like, you know, when you think of like that girl, that was me. Like I was manipulative. I was rude. I was hateful. I made friends by making people fear me or fear my mouth. And I prided myself on being bold, which wasn't, none of it was bold. None of it was brave. None of it was any of the things that you mask it to be. It was all masked by, I I mean, I was rejected and I was fearful. It was all centered around rejection and fear. I was bullied really badly in grade school and that set the tone for a lot of my life. And so I kind of lived in a way that was rejected. And so I was like, okay, you know, and they talk about becoming what you hate. I would, that was so me. So yeah, I definitely did that. And I became what I hated and it was horrible. I probably became worse than what I hated though, in a sense to like defend, defend myself because if people feared me, then they wouldn't be mean to me Right. or I could deflect because I was like, Oh, I would just shrug it off. Like I didn't care when I absolutely did care. Right. But no one would think that it bothered me because I had this like thick skin and it was all defensive. So I was partier, just the typical worst <laughs> high school girl you can imagine. And so, but I was so depressed and I was so, I was in so much pain. A lot of people, you know, didn't know. And I self-harmed. I had an eating disorder and I, I mean, it was all in, in this effort to gain control over something. And, and so a lot of people didn't know that I was, or no one knew that I was struggling with it really in the moment, but I don't know. I remember this person reaching out to me and asking me to come. I don't know if I probably like to the outside world, like they were like, this girl's spiraling bad. Like somebody grab her before like it ends really badly because that's where I was. I mean, like I, I really, really was in a very dark place. I don't want to take your podcast, you know, just a super like dark place, but that, that's, that was my reality. Yeah. It really, really was. It was my reality and, and so many levels and, you know, mental health wasn't talked about. The only role model that I remember having in that space was like Demi Lovato. Like she talked about it a little bit here and there. 
but she wasn't out of it. So she couldn't speak from a place that was from, you know, victory. It was from a place of like, I'm struggling with this. And I was like, okay, well, at least, at least I'm not alone. And I remember a lot of her struggles I was struggling with. And so it was really, it was weird, the parallel, but I, I, I loved having her to look up to. But so somebody kept asking me to go to youth group and I was getting really annoyed because I had told this kid, no, like a million times. And I was like, if you do not leave me alone. And he was like, if you just come one time, I will not ask you to come again. Like, I won't say anything to you again, just one time. And that's it. I was like, okay, fine. So reluctantly I show up Sunday morning hungover. Okay. So I show up to church hungover to this youth group thing. And I'm like, pissed off the whole time. <laughs> like this just sucks. And so like I got there. I, I honestly don't even know what compelled me to go. I don't know what made me like want to go. But I I was like, okay, fine. I, I'll go. It was God, I'm sure he's like the Holy Spirit, of course. Yeah, but he's like, just, just go. So I but I just still I'm like, how did I even get there? I don't know. But I remember going in and, and listening to their Sunday morning. It was just youth. So it was just people my age. It wasn't like a church. We weren't in like a, a sermon or in the sanctuary or anything like that. And I remember this woman and I mean, she was just like reading my diary. Like, I mean, just, I mean, she wasn't saying it like to me, like personally, but like the lesson, everything was just so wrapped up in like the way that I was living and how I was, you know, nothing was fulfilling me and all these things. And, and I was just like, things just like kept clicking. And it was like, I was hearing all of this life was being like spoken into me. And like, my spirit was recognizing it. Like, Oh my gosh, like what is this? And I still, even though I didn't grasp it and I wasn't, I would I would say it, my my mind wasn't renewed, so I wasn't understanding it, but my my spirit was like, you need that. Like you have to get you have to get a hold of that. And so I still left. I mean, I left. I wasn't really like changed or anything. I remembered it and it like it was a seed planted, which you know. And so I left and I wanted to go back. And I remember I went back. It was the same kind of routine of being, you know, hungover or annoyed or whatever. But like, I kept going back. because so I was like, listen, there's something going on here. And the more that I did, I started to build these relationships. And the woman who was the youth pastor that was speaking, she's still my mentor to this day. Like she is my, one of my closest friends, like very closest friends. She knows me inside and out. And so like, that was definitely a God thing, but I continued building these relationships and just watching people live for God. And I remember like watching the way that they would handle situations and the way they would speak to each other and the way they would love on each other and the way that they would give grace to each other and things that like me and like my friends didn't do. Like it was like, if you caught someone slipping, like you let them know, like you let them know that they were caught slipping. And it was just, it, it was just like, that wasn't them. And, and I really, I loved that. I longed for that. I wanted relationships like that. And so I kept going back and, and watching them live for the Lord. And I was like, I want that. Like, I want to have that, but I still wasn't there. I was like, okay, well then how do I get there? Like, how do I have that? Like I was in, I was in this, in this limbo of like, okay, that looks nice. And that looks like it makes sense, but I'm not there. So I remember my friend she, and she's still my best friend, the girl that, that um, took me there. That was so sweet that I met her freshman year. She's my best friend. And she like put Joy FM on my stereo and like I listened to that and stuff. And so I found a few songs that I liked and still, but I mean, definitely keeping in mind that like, even though I had, you know, had this, I like this realization that, okay, there's a God. Okay. There's a man that like died on a cross for me. And then I was kind of like putting these puzzle pieces together and just kind of moving forward. I still had such 
I was still so gripped by depression and fear and self-loathing and just like hatred and anger. And I mean, like I despised everything about myself. Like to even say that is such an understatement. And for me to even say that right now, I'm like, okay, get over yourself. But it was, and I know that it was spiritual because I, because of how strong it was. Like I still, to this day, I've never felt anything as strong as that. And I think because Satan knew what he was what he was hindering yes yes you know satan, the bad satan was like <laughs> satan was like let's keep her mouth shut because she's gonna talk once she gets a hold of yeah. this and, and i oh, have yeah. and, and i will continue to and i think that he knew that that's something that when people have like a huge you know something really yeah. really grasping them in a, in a season i'm like oh wow they're way more powerful than they even know that's yeah. why there's an assignment on their life to keep them quiet because of the, the, the people that they will touch for Jesus. Anyway. So I was still so gripped by all of these things and it was horrible. And I remember I was laying in my bed one night and I just having a, another panic attack, meltdown, whatever you want to call it, <clears throat> horrible episode to where I was, you know, I was like, I'm, I'm done here. Really? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want this life anymore. And I was fully convinced of it. And it was something that I had romanticized for months and months leading up to that. And so it wasn't just like a, oh, tonight, whatever. It was like something that I had thought about for a long time. And I remember I was laying there and I was just so, such despair and just so much darkness and sadness. And I remember I was like, all right. And I remember Jesus in that moment, like that life that they said that I could have. And I was like, okay. And I crawled down to the edge of my bed and I was like, all right, if you are real, and if you can do what they say that you can do, I need you to show up right now. Like I need you to show up in my life right now and I need you to change everything right now or I'm done, which probably not the best to give God an ultimatum. Definitely not recommending that. Do not recommend that at all. <laughs> definitely not recommending that. But that was my story. And it, and it came from a place of real rawness. It wasn't like, oh if God, if you'll give me this, then, then do this. It wasn't from a manipulative heart. It was just from a desperate heart. And so I think if you're desperate, if you, you know, you want God, you can definitely reach out and ask for him there. So I do recommend that. But anyway, so I, I got down to the edge of the bed and I was like, all right, God, I need you to show up. Like I need you to show up right now. And when I tell you he showed up, like he was waiting on the edge of his seat for those words to fall out of my mouth. I am telling you, he showed up in my room and I, it changed the rest of my life. I, I've never experienced anything like it since just the way that he flooded my room and the way that my spirit recognized him. I'd never felt his presence before that moment. And I knew, I knew it was him. It was a super natural encounter. It was so strange. And I didn't even know things like that could happen. And I still didn't have a name for it even after it did happen. It wasn't until I was telling my testimony to believers later that they were like, yeah, you had an encounter with Jesus. And I was like, say less. I felt like it, you know, and it was amazing. And it changed my whole life. And and I remember I stayed down at the edge of my bed and just sobbed and was just overwhelmed by so much peace and so much love and just compassion and grace for everything that I'd done. And I was overwhelmed with love and conviction, you know, and, and wanting to repent for the way that I was living my life. And so I fell asleep down at the edge of my bed and then just like listening to worship music and just like, I, I remember I didn't even, those were the only words that I said was just like, God, show up. I need you to show up. And I was so desperate. So I woke up the next morning and I was like, okay, I actually, I like woke up and I was like, what the heck happened here? And so I like, I, I like when it came back to me, like when I, you know, realized what I was doing or what I had done, I was like, okay. Cause I remember I asked him, like, I need to wake up different. And the next morning I like went and looked in the mirror, which was always a horrible battlefield for me. 
And I went and I looked in the mirror and I saw myself as a daughter of, of the King. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like my perception had changed. My mind had changed. Everything had changed. And I know it even sounds so like, sometimes when I tell my testimony, I'm like, people are like, okay, girl. But I'm like, I would not, I, I don't blow smoke. And I mean, like I saw myself the way that he saw me and it wasn't like, Oh, pretty hair, pretty face. It was like loved valued. It was all my value. It was all inner stuff. It wasn't like superficial, shallow stuff. It was like, you were bought with a price. Like, I love you. You were so valued. You are so worthy. Like I would show up for you every single day. If you were the only person left on this earth, like I would come back for you. And, and since that day, like, I remember I, like I showed up to school with a Bible and I would, I read all throughout all of my classes. And, and I mean, you have to understand like the pair, like the contrast of like who I was before I would have made fun of the person doing that like made fun of them doing that. And I was like, I don't even care. I do not even care. Like I need Jesus every waking moment. And it was almost out of fear too, of like, I I feared like my old life, which he worked on me with. Like I feared if I got like too far away that I would slip back and, you know, and and he, he brought me through that when it was time. But I mean, I just clung to him with everything that I had. And so since then, and (laughs) I mean, seeing me sitting, like even thinking about me now sitting in math class with my Bible, highlighting and taking (laughs) notes is hilarious to me, but I was so changed and it wasn't, it wasn't a sermon. It wasn't anything anyone had done. It wasn't anyone manipulating me into thinking that like, this was my only option. Like it was just me and Jesus. And so that's what made it so powerful to me. And, 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 and I mean, it's a cool story, but at the same time, it's just as powerful as other people's testimonies as well. Jesus showing up in their life, you know, if they didn't have this huge, sort of like moment, like it's, it's all just as powerful and it's all just as valuable and it's all just the same. He died the same way for me that he did for everybody else. And so, yeah, I just, that's my testimony and I'm sticking to it. No, and um, (laughs) I, I mean, I do, I get really passionate when I talk about it because it was so it was so important and pivotal in my life. And yeah, he changed my life and my eternity. No, absolutely. And wow. <laughs> First of all, let me just say that was amazing and incredible. Yeah, how long did I talk? Jesus. I have no idea. Probably 10 minutes. But you know what? When you're on the fire for the Lord, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that is like, do not bring this girl back. <laughs> not at all. No, but I think that is so powerful. And I, it almost like pains me to see other people not want that. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you just want people to like have that drive and yeah. have that passion but there's sometimes where it doesn't even it's not even a lifelong moment it's just mm-hmm. something s- small and simple that can change your life oh, yeah and that is so so incredible and so empowering and i wow i can say i didn't yeah. even know that story <laughs> which is so cool so like to hear that and i'm so glad that you shared that and so what is kind of driving you now to grow even deeper in your faith What's driving me now? See, I'm, I'm growing deeper in my faith in, in a different way right now. Since I met Jesus, I was very like, go, go, go. Like from the moment that I, it was all works. Like I was like, okay, I'm reading my Bible. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Like I went straight into like, okay, what can I do for him now that he's done something for me? And it was very quick. And that's how I, how I ran with it. And so I've never not just, I've never not been doing something for him. And while that is so important, so, so important to do. It's also equally as important, actually more important to just be with him and just to be intimate with him and to say like, you're enough. Like, I don't have to earn your love for me. Cause I mean, I don't know if you've heard me talk about this before, but like, since we're little, we're told like, 
our actions predict the outcome of our value. I mean, like even when you get like a, a C or something, you're like, is my mom going to be mad? You know, like, it's like our value is always like deterred on our actions. And so with God, when they say his love is unconditional, we're like, okay, yeah. Like, but it really is. It really is unconditional. Like regardless of if you do A, B, C, or D, his love has no condition. And so whether I am serving in, you know, 12 different ministries or whether I am, you know, writing a book, whether I'm making a podcast or whether I'm doing whatever it is that I'm doing, like he wants my heart before he wants any of those things. All those things are good and we should do those. And we, I think that as believers, we're responsible to serve him. But at the same time, we can let those things become idolatry when we don't have our heart right. So we can allow those things to become our God rather than letting God be our God. And then it's all in vain anyways. <laughs> so, so right now, what I am focusing on and growing deeper in my faith is reeling it in actually, which so, it's funny and a different way to look at it. That's kind of why I said like I'm a little bit backwards right now because I'm, <laughs> because I'm like trying to like go back to the basics and be like, okay, God, like it's me and you, you know, these, mm-hmm. these things don't, don't weigh in on my value to you. Like you, yeah. you already see me as valuable. No, that is, that is so cool. And you're speaking my language yes. <laughs> as, a, as a theology major. It's just like, you see so many different perspectives from people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. A lot of times, like you said, people get caught up in just doing, like, talking the talk rather than actually, like, like you said, going back to the basics and just getting there. Because in the end, like, yeah, you know, serving the poor, like, giving, you know, food to the hungry, whatever. But that's all good. But if you're not, if you're walking over there and, you know, gossiping about the person, then it's just not, it's not the same. Yeah, if you have not love, you're a noisy symbol. And exactly. it's like in a clang or what is it? A clanging symbol and a noisy gong or something. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I mean, and that that's so true. Like that that Bible verse, like I that's something that I that I think about. Not that I don't have love, but like when we look at what love is, it's like we have to be able to receive love in order to give love. And if you are making your love based on your works, you're not receiving love from Jesus. You're Absolutely. working for it. So are you holding other people to that standard as well? So it's like that they have to work for your love and you may not know that you're doing it, but you're judging them based on their works. And it's like, God doesn't do that. And you know, he loves us for who we are, where we are. And of course in saying that, taking that with a grain of salt, like, yes, we need to continue to move forward. But if we do it for the wrong reasons and we might as well not even do it. No, (laughs) no, it's so true. And one of the things that just kind of popped in my head is kind of cool to communicate with other Christians, especially if, you know, I'm in a different denomination. I'm Catholic. Like I, it's always fascinating. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's fascinating to see like these other testimonies of people because I was born and raised Catholic like I've been in my whole life and I don't know anything outside of it and so the reason I brought that up is because during our our mass on Sundays one of the things that we say is you know Lord I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof but only say the word and my soul shall be healed so at that point it's really just at the deep core of your heart and your soul not always about all this other stuff that you need to get attached to in the world and that's one of the things my mom talks about all the time is not being of this world like we're just sojourners on the earth you know what I mean and our ultimate goal is to get to heaven in the end um so that wanted to I wanted to ask you now is what does your daily prayer life look like because I follow you on Instagram so I see I see the daily prayer life there (laughs) but what is what do you actually do what's your actual routine and thoughts during your prayer time okay yeah so I definitely have prayer time in the morning however I have found that my most 
intimate and like efficient prayer time is actually in the evening. I think that we should always start our, start our day with prayer and time with the Lord. For me, prayer looks a lot like journaling. I journal a lot and it's just, I think we all have different love languages and the way that we, you know, share and communicate. And I love to write, like I love to write things out. I love to see it. I love to take it out and put it somewhere. But at the same time, my prayer looks different in a lot of different like definitely journaling, I would say, and definitely just praying out loud and worshiping in the morning is really important. However, it's really hard for me to kind of let myself get lost in that in the morning because I know all the things that I I know I can't stay there until 10 a.m. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I have to set a time limit on it, which is hard for me to do. So that's not always my most effective prayer time. My most effective prayer time is always in the evening, actually, whenever I can just sit and I don't have a time limit, I can just sit and be with the Lord and I can journal and I can speak out loud and I can, you know, really just like seek his face on things. But at the same time, I feel like I'm always in constant constant dialogue with, with the Lord. And, and I would consider that prayer, but I think also at the same time, we need to be intentional, very intentional about our, about our prayer time with him. And so that's kind of where I incorporate that then at the end of my day is is being very intentional. So something actually is literally sitting right next to me. So my prayers that I do in the morning, I don't know if you've seen them on Instagram. Okay. Yes. So my prayer time in the morning, actually, I have been using this prayers that avail much volume three, and I'm obsessed with it. I am literally obsessed with it. So that if you are needing like some sort of guided prayer, thing like that, I would definitely, definitely recommend that. It's by Jermaine Copeland and I love it. And so I do that in the morning to start my day off and then I'll journal and you know, Bible and I'll have worship music on at the same time and then dialogue throughout the day. And then it's funny too, because if you saw my phone and my notes, oh gosh, like, <laughs> like I'm always like writing stuff down, like, okay, I need to remember to talk to God about that later. <laughs> yeah. it's so, funny. so anyways, I do that throughout the day and then, um, more intentional intimacy. Right. Right. And I think one of the biggest misconceptions that people have about prayer is like sitting on your knees and like, mm. well, kneeling on your knees and just being like, okay, God, I want you to do this for me rather than yeah. actually taking the time to, like you said, be intentional um, yeah. and actually listen <laughs> rather than just oh, going yeah. out there and be like, hey, like give this to me right now. Like don't give them an ultimatum like we said, because it's just that. It's not how he works. <laughs> I remember there was this one girl that had this really like specific prayer that she prayed and she said the more specific you get, the better it becomes. Mm-hmm. And so rather than saying, okay, you know, let's just take our topic of singleness, right. <laughs> for example, like don't just send me a husband. <laughs> Hashtag single, woo! Yeah. <laughs> but instead of just being like, okay, send me a husband, but be like, okay, you know, I want this godly man with the same heart and just like being really intentional. Mm-hmm. But again, taking that time to just really listen and say, yeah. sometimes you don't even have to be speaking Or during prayer time, like you can just be sitting there and just be internalizing everything. And so one of my other favorite ways to pray is just to listen to worship music and like Mm -hmm. really be intentional about listening to the lyrics lyrics. and just really taking it all in, especially Lauren Daigle. I love her. She's my favorite. (laughs) So many different people. But yeah, I just think, I think it's just one of the things we need to, as like, you know, people with platforms is just advocating for that time with God in these busy busy days and just really being able to stop and take time to talk to him like you said like it's really cool that you can just have this dialogue with somebody and not even you know see him there but know that he is there 
Right. And I think doing life with Jesus isn't about like making time for him, but inviting him into every moment. Because a lot of people don't really talk about that. It's like, okay, I'm going to read my Bible and I'm going to pray and whatever. But it's like, no, be intentional about inviting him along on your day with you. Like when you're praying in the morning, don't leave him there. Don't leave him in your living room. Don't leave him in your bedroom. Don't leave him in your office. Like take him with you whenever you go out. Like that time doesn't have to end, you know, like the, the, you know, real intense whatever it is that you may be in. Yes. Like, you know, maybe not, but you can, or maybe so whatever you're feeling, (laughs) but you can take him with you. You know, it doesn't have to be this very, you know, cut and dry sort of moment. Like you can take him along on your day. Yeah, no, that is such a cool visual. Like, come on, Mm. let's go. You know, come to school, come sit in the drive with me to Mm -hmm. work and stuff. So that's so cool. And it's just like, I can't even emphasize enough, like, how cool it is to have somebody who loves you that much to, like, want to spend every day with you while you're doing Mm -hmm. statistics or learning and and work and stuff. So it's just all the things. Yeah. Wow. So what I just wanted to ask, like, what would be your advice to somebody who's kind of struggling in the middle place or maybe this really hard place right now to really... Mm be able to get closer with God or if they don't know him at all, like how can we start to find him? Yeah. So the Bible says, draw near to the Lord and he will draw near to you. He says, seek and you will find. And I think a lot of times as humans, which don't get me wrong, like we all are, but we get caught up more so in wanting him and complaining to him and wanting him to come fix it rather than just being like, what do you want me to learn here? And searching for him in those moments, because I mean, there are going to be hard times that come in your life right now. And it's, it's not, and as humans, we all, we want to be out of it. We want it to be done. We want it to be fixed. We want it to be over, but it's like, just seek him, like look for him, look for him within those moments, within the, the, the hard times, like ask him, like, where are you right now? Like, what are you showing me right now? What are you teaching me right now? Like, I can't necessarily change my circumstances right now. And you aren't changing the circumstances right now. I've begged and begged and begged and nothing's happening. You know, like, God, what do you need me to know? Like, what are you trying to show me? Like, show me, I want to be attentive. I want to listen, like show my heart, change my heart, mold my heart. Like I want to know the things that you want me to know. And I want to grow closer to you in this time. I can't even, um, count. I mean, all you too, I'm sure like the, the amount of hard times that you've had in your life. And really it just comes down to just sitting before the Lord and not rushing him and not rushing rushing his timing and just seeking and asking him, like, where are you right now? What are you doing? And I would say, I mean, of course, getting in the word is so super important, but especially if you are in a place like where a, either you don't know the Lord or you are in a hard spot, like look for other believers, like seek out other believers. Like he's working in their lives too, you know? And for me, like somebody who wasn't a believer at the time, I was still surrounded by other believers. And though like, you know, I mean, of course there were seeds planted here and there, but like I just watching them live life and watching their life be a testimony to the goodness of God, like spoke to me more than any sermon. It spoke to me more than any prayer or anything like that. Just watching people do life with Jesus. Like I was like, he, they're so satisfied and they're so confident and secure in, in his love for them. Like I want to be like that too. So, and, and they can pray for you if they're close to you, you know, you can share your heart and I mean, always be careful, you know, when it comes to that stuff, of course, but you know, when you're surrounded by other believers, you know, it, you have a different outlook on life. If you're in a hard place right now, 
honestly, this is probably my biggest piece of advice. If you are in a hard place right now, be careful not to surround your surround yourself with people who feed into it, who feed into your negativity, who feed into your worry, who feed into your fear or your rejection, whatever it is that you're feeling. Because as humans, we like that. Like we want to be told that our feelings are valid. We want to be told that they're true. We want to be told that we have a right to be mad, that we have a right to be bitter, but we need people in our lives that are going to call us to greatness and call us out of those things. So I would say, of course, seek the Lord. Very important. The most important, always the most important. Always have your heart ready and vulnerable and ready to receive whatever it is that he has, no matter how much it hurts or whatever correction he brings. Like he's your father and he loves you and he does that because he loves you. But also surround yourself with people that can pour into you and that you can learn from. I think that is game changing. And a lot of people don't do that. They normally hang out. Misery loves company. They hang out with people that are going to make them feel, you know, that are going to make them feel like they're, they're, because when we're, we're upset or we're in a hard place, we want to sulk. We want to kick and scream and dwell. We want to unpack our bags and stay there. But it's like you need to love yourself enough to surround yourself with people that aren't going to let you stay there. Absolutely. That is such a great piece of advice. Well, pieces <laughs> of advice. <laughs> um, but no, that is that's so crazy because I, I was thinking about it the other day too. Like the more negativity is feeding and is just, you know, fostering within you, the more like resentful mm-hmm. you're going to get. And it's going to be harder to actually break that in the end. Right. So why not start right from the beginning and just get right. out of that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That is so cool. And I think there's something else that you just said, but now I can't remember what it was, but that's okay. <laughs> Welcome back editing. You'll listen back editing and be like, dang it. I know. <laughs> just the, the truth. Life. Truth of podcasting, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think I asked this of one of my other faith-filled friends when they were on the show is where do you feel the most close to Jesus? Because it's so so fascinating to always hear people's responses about this. I love this. Love, love, love. I would say the number one for me is worship. Mm-hmm. I feel like literally if you can get into worship, man, it's like I'm in the throne room. I am with Jesus. Like we are having the time of our lives. Like that's when I probably feel closest to Jesus that and people know that I do this, but it's so embarrassing. But when I write poetry and I mm-hmm. like and I like pump out a piece of poetry that like I'm just like, wow. Like because okay. And I don't, I don't know if you ever feel this way, but I'm like, I am not smart enough to come up with that. Yes. Like I am literally not like, I'm okay. But like, I am not like a lot of times people are like, wow, you have so much wisdom or you blah, blah, blah. I'm like, y'all, I, I really don't like, I try to just let myself be used by the Lord. Like mm-hmm. literally sometimes when I'm talking, I don't even know what's going to come out, but yes. something that comes out, I'm like, wow, God, like you really just took yeah. hold of that. And that's how I feel whenever I'm writing and maybe not even necessarily like poetry. I mean, usually it is, but Sometimes it's not, but like when he just like plants something in my heart and I can like work those things out. And I love that. That's why I love like Psalms. And I, I just, because I know that his hand is in that and that he is creative and that he has a way with words. You know, I mean, gosh, like he's, he is a giver of words. Like he does everything through words, you know? So I'm like, it's just so cool. And that's one of the times that I feel and it's probably just like a writer's thing, but that's one of the times that I just feel so connected to him. Like I feel closest to him whenever I'm worshiping, but I feel so connected to him when I'm like, something's flowing out of me that I know that the Holy Spirit put in me. And so that's when I feel I'm like, okay, we're, we're like this, like me and you, we are like right there. You know what I mean? So something like that, I'm like, yeah, you nice. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> that is 
so funny. I love that. Because I feel like there's so many people who are like, you know, on the edge of the water or in a mountain or just by a sunset. Like, it's just really cool. And how many different places you can feel God. It's just like, no, he's not the sunset, but he's there with you right, while you're right. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did not go for nature, did I? No. no I, I love nature, but I, and a lot of my, my, I have a lot of friends that are very like, that's where I see God is like yeah. in animals and, and all stuff, which I think is so wonderful. I just, my heart's just different, I guess, but I do love nature. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just getting right down to the core of like, no worship, like that's exactly where it's supposed yes. to be felt anyway. Yes. That is so funny. So I think the last thing that I wanted to ask you was, what's your favorite Bible verse? What can you leave us with in wisdom, in terms of wisdom, not the book, in wisdom? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I, I feel like I always have a different Bible verse that I'm like, yo, this is my favorite. Right now, what I'm really living on is uh, Psalm 139. When am Love I never not living on it? Yeah, I'll preach. Just, I just hear it. I, I don't know. I was reading like a month ago or something. And like when I was just going, I was like, yes, like I just felt so you know, when something just clicks in your heart and you're just like, yeah, you just see it in a different light. You know, that's what I love about the Bible is like, people are like, oh, it's old. And I'm like, y'all, I read like the same stuff over and over and it's different every single time. Like I get something different every single time, but favorite right now is uh, just verses one through three. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me, you know, when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all of my ways. And I love it because God knows us to our core. Like the things that I hide from other people that I know would make me unlovable, God sees it and he loves me more because of it. He's like, I died for that. I died for that. And I do it again <laughs> and I'll do it again. And, and I'm just like, I feel so known and so heard and so accepted and so loved. And before, like, I, I love how it says before a word is on, or that's in the next one, before a word is on my tongue, Lord, you know it in full. So maybe, okay, one through four. Okay. <laughs> but I just, I just love it because he knows us. He knows us more like that thought that you have in your head that you don't think anyone understands. He gets it. He gets the origin of it, the source of it. He gets why you think it's so funny. He has a great sense of humor, just like you do, you know? And like, when I make a joke, he laughs at it. He thinks it's funny. We have the same sense of humor. He gets me, you know? Preach. He just, he just gets me. When nobody else gets me, like the Lord gets me. And I can feel fully known and fully satisfied in that. So I've been sulking on that. No, but that like perfectly encapsulates everything we've been talking about today. But about the sense of humor, he does. Sometimes we don't have the sense of same sense of humor though. He just sits there and <laughs>, laughs at me. I'm like, really? Like, why? Oh. <laughs> I know. Sometimes we'll do something. I'm like, that. So close, well, not, but you yeah. just missed it. No, I know. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's but so it's like funny. I asked for time off, but that is not what I'm talking about. No. So, oh my gosh, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, but it's just it's just so cool, and I like I said, I can't say it enough. Like how mm. it's just like so powerful and so amazing, and just yeah. being able to have conversations with people like this, and for yeah. people like to just get it at their core. Yeah and just really be able to understand and communicate that same humility and that same morale mm. as you. Right. Thanks, Jesus. That's all I got to mm. say. <laughs> yeah, literally, girl. Down on you. I ain't nothing without Jesus. I am like nothing, nothing, nothing. I wouldn't get half of this stuff if I didn't have Jesus. So yeah, oh my I, gosh. I totally get what you're saying. No, preach. So if there's anything you know you want to leave with the listeners, what did you want to say? I would say... Okay, something that the Lord is really teaching me right now. I think something. Are, are you? Are your listeners primarily women? 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. All right. Awesome. Love you guys. I would say <laughs> something that the Lord is really showing me right now is, and this sounds so standard, but I'm, I'm telling you, my heart, I guess it just gripped it in a different way is just to be the best version of yourself of yourself. A lot of times like be the, you know, envision yourself like at her highest and show up as her and like, okay, yes. But like, who are you at your core? And then really emphasizing on like those qualities, because I feel like a lot of times, like through social media or whatever, like we can look and we can scroll and we can, you know, play this comparison game and everyone's guilty of it, of, of comparing themselves. And so oh, we yeah. can look at what someone else is creating and we can look at what someone else is doing and what someone else is wearing and what their body type is. And we can be like, oh, I can be that. And we think that their, the version of them that we like can be the best version of ourselves. That's not the case. Like what they're creating isn't what you're supposed to create. What they're doing isn't what you're supposed to be doing. So like ask yourself, you know, like, who am I? What do I love to do? What do I want to share? And then really pour all of your energy into doing that in excellence because God's called, I mean, God's called us into excellence. We can be excellent, you know, with him, only with him, but we can. And so for me, just being like looking and, and still trying to figure out like who I am, because I feel like a lot of us are like, oh, I know who I am or whatever, but really it's just like, we like something that we see or something that someone else is. And we're like, oh, I can be that because that looks good. And it's like, no, really go to your core and ask yourself, like, who are you? Like, what do you love about yourself? What are your characteristics? What, what do you have? to offer and then really do that and just like try to thrive in that and just, you know, not overdo it. Like I see girls and I used to be one of these girls, like who just did all of this dramatic makeup and I loved it, but I'm like, I don't really feel like doing that. So like, I'm just going to be the best version of just me. Like I can just be the best version of just me. And, and that, I, I think honestly, like that is so I, I, I haven't even achieved it, but just watching God kind of like show me more about myself and that I can just be more, of who I am. And I can then set the tone for other women, you know, to just be who they are and being brave enough to be yourself. And so I know it's kind of like generic and it's like, yeah, be the best you, but really a lot of us don't actually do that. We try to be the best version of somebody else because we like what we see. So really ask yourself, who am I? What do I love? What qualities do I have? What can I bring to the table? What can I share? And, and really just, just be you. So inspiring. <laughs> Goosebumps. <I hope> so. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. And, and honestly, something that I am so drawn to in other women is when they are confident enough to be themselves. Oh, yeah. Like, like that is so, I'm like, yes. Like, I, I admire that so much about other women when I'm like, she is just being herself right now. And like, it's so like, they just glow with the radiance of the Lord. I'm like, you are it, sis. Work work it love it (laughs) what a great way to end this episode i'm so happy (laughs) so the last question is where can people connect with you to get more inspiring content like this everywhere i'm just kidding okay so (laughs) definitely go and follow our podcast instagram there's always fun stuff going on over there at the empowerment project with a second t and the empowerment project Okay. Because someone else took the, at the empowerment project and they don't do a dang thing with it. And I'm like, Instagram, what? There's no post, on oh. it, but okay, whatever. Keep it. So we'll have the extra tea, but that is always a super fun place to go hang out. And then definitely find me on my personal Instagram at McKaylin Modulin. You can find me on YouTube at McKaylin Modulin. Um, <laughs> and I feel like there's something else I'm forgetting, but that Your pretty website. much covers it. Oh, my website, michaelamodulin.com. Um, yeah, sign up for the newsletter, whatever you want. Um, just come hang out, honestly. Like, you know, I yeah. don't want to I don't want to plug. Just, like, come hang out. Just come get to know. Like, I'm always looking for new friends. Like, people DM me and they're like, I think you'd be a really cool friend. And I'm like, 
here's my number. Like text me, like, yeah. let me know where you're at. Like, I, I love that. I love that we have access to other believers, like just with a click of a button. Absolutely. It's like, take advantage of that community. People are like, I don't know any Christian friends. I'm like, we're right here. You know? So <laughs> Hello. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love it. But thank you so much. I had yeah. so much fun with this. this I awesome. am so glad. No, we've been like planning this for so long, but it finally happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but all of her links will be down in the show notes. I'm so, so happy that we were able to do this. And I hope it inspired you as much as it inspired me today. It's, it's late at night, but it's just like, Jesus is never, no time with yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> And keep a lookout too. We're going to have her on at the Empowerment Project. So definitely if you are obsessed with her like I am, come hang out and keep a lookout for her episodes. It'll be good. I'm so excited. Yay. (laughs) Okay. So thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode of Here and Out Podcast. Don't forget to leave a rating, review, and subscribe to the show and to the Empowerment Project as well. Without further ado, have a wonderful week. God bless. And we will see y'all next time. Bye. Bye.